this past weekend's UFC 261 was a can't-miss event. And every time UFC happens, every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. Uh, for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. The promo code is THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, take two of the WCV podcast. I feel like a fucking idiot. Oh, also part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, so we just did about 20 minutes of our episode realizing well, it was like 30 minutes. Yeah, the record <laughs> recording never took took place. So um, yeah, let's uh let's hurry up and fucking redo this because you gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so what we were just talking about for half an hour is the Hawks blew it this week against Nashville. Yeah. Um, fuck, I closed all my tabs out as I was going through everything. You're such an idiot. Son That's of fucking a hilarious. Bitch. So yeah, Hawks went fucking one and two against Nashville. We definitely needed more than that. Yeah, last week we said they have to go take two out of the three. Didn't happen. No. Um so yeah, all right. So for Monday I mean, even even a regulation win would have been nice, but that didn't happen either. No. Monday, the Hawks dropped it five to two against Nashville. I don't make Fucking, sure it yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game was just brutal. I mean, the third period just fucking killed us. The first minute of it. Whereas <laughs> um it's just fucking in front of the net. All in front of the net. Fucking Connor Murphy, I don't know if you noticed actually, Connor Murphy two games in a row lost his helmet and then Nashville scored. Yeah. Wasn't and there one point two like he was playing with the like the strap around his eyes? I don't know. People like, were making fun of him like it was like there, he needs to fucking tighten his fucking bucket or something yeah. because that's ridiculous. And I know on on the the first game, well, I can't remember what the day it was, Monday. Monday. Um they were I think it was Eddie Olchuk that was saying like, like this is a playoff atmosphere game. And like, even in the playoffs, I know the rule is like, if you lose your helmet, you either put it on or you get a penalty, but you got to know that like, this is a fucking, like you have to win. Like if you have to play without a fucking helmet, just to make sure that they don't score, just take the fucking penalty. Yeah. Like, I don't like, to me, that was just insane because it's just like you casually skate off the ice because your bucket came off, and it's like, man, fuck that. Like, take the penalty. Like, if it's the same shit of, like, if it looks like it's going to be a guaranteed goal, just fucking take a penalty. Like, 
Like, is it grabbing a guy? Pull, is they pulling a guy down on a breakaway or? Yeah, like it's there's smart penalties and there's dumb penalties. Something like that would would have been a smart penalty. Yeah, and then like that leads to a goal for Tanner Janot or Janot or whatever. And then not even a minute later, fucking they're back in like f- like flying into our zone. Keith just loses his fucking feet, and then Luke Coonan's just standing right in front of that, and like it's an easy fucking tip in. It was just. Yeah, like, I think that's a close story. game up until then. Yeah, and that's what we were we were saying um, in the first attempt to record this is just that's <laughs> been the defensive issue of our team this year is that we are terrible in front of our net. We either are in the corner, both defensemen are in the corner trying to get the guy, leaving the guy wide open in front, or we are just letting the the opposing team just set up shop right in front of the crease, and we're not we're not making their life difficult to to um, help clear up for Lincoln in and Subban and all that. Like, we're just letting them set up, sit there. There's no pushing. There's no, like, you know, trying to drag them out. It's just free, free game. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know, always leaving the goalies hanging out to dry with, with guys just right in their face, and it's, it's shitty. Um, other than that, like, Dabrinkit scores his 23rd on the power play from Suter and Kane. Like, I love it. Love like the bring has just been unbelievable this year. Like honestly, him and Kane are just so fucking good. To bring it, I think is going to be be like an elite fucking player. And it's just funny because I remember talking before the season started. We were all excited because this year was going to be like dots coming out party. Like it was going to be like, okay, this is Kirby Doc. Here we are. This is who I am. Let's go. I think it's turned into like the. Brinkett's coming out like I'm an elite player. You have to, yeah. you have to worry about me. I'm not just a sniper. I'm a two way guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's so fucking good. And uh, David Camp scored his first of the year. Yeah, baby. It's been I think they said like 49 games since he scored or something like that. But yeah, and then Adam Gaudet got his first assist in his first game as a Hawk. So that was pretty neat to see. Yeah. Um, so then you go fast forward to uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, uh, Suter scores his 13th of the year. So you think, you know, the boys are feeling it. They're, uh, they're going to step up. They're going to make up for the last game. And then they go and let up four unanswered goals. Um, not what you want to see when you need a win. No. And then that's like that at that point, like I said, I, I turned off the game for a little bit. Cause I was just like, like, what's the point? Like watching this, when this team doesn't give a shit, like they're, they're done. Like they just they can't, they just couldn't like, you can just feel it. Like you just can't beat Nashville. Like yeah. the Hawks just, whatever the matchup is, it just doesn't work. And it's crazy. I don't know. Like, during this game, though, you can see that they're actually trying to shoot high on UC Soros. And, like, I don't know why it took him seven games to fucking start doing that. Like, it makes sense. He's not a big guy. Like, it look, it look like he looks silly when you shoot high because he goes down so quickly. And I think Pecorini going to play the puck behind the net. It's like you got to, like, account for that, like, the, their playing style right there. Yeah. And – yeah, but that, oh my god, that game last year drove me crazy when they kept dumping the punk in and they just get it taken out. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden 
they wake up. Um, Wyatt Kalnick gets his third of the season. And then that started the, the epic comeback. Vinny Hinnestroza gets his first of the season or first of the season back with the Hawks. Um, Kubalik gets his 15th of the year. Hots go then on a four minute power play after Debrinket gets high stick. And I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to win this in regulation. Let's go. God, who would have thought a four minute power play could have been such a momentum killer for the Hots? Yeah. They could not get anything going. I think they had one shot in that four-minute power play. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, like it's a, there's like times when they get like the teams to open up and they get a lot of chances, and then there's times they're just passing the puck around, and it's just like okay, let's do something. So we force it to overtime, and then the Hagel show opens <laughs> up. Comes into the zone, fucking absolute snap, top hit. It's so good, unbelievable. He uh, he joined Seabrook as the second Hawk rookie with two overtime goals in franchise history. Love it. Pretty good stat. Pretty <laughs> good stat. Hagel. Like we were saying, he uh, his contract's up. He hasn't played enough to qualify for like RF true RFA status, so he cannot be offered sheet from another team. It basically comes down to you got to sign with the Hawks. Pretty much, the Hawks have the ball in their court. They can do whatever they want with him, and hopefully, they give him an eight year deal. <laughs> that's what i want just give him the eight-year deal like i want to see hagel all the time stan this is the one time i'm off 11 and you do something stupid do it yeah full no trade clause i don't care <laughs> so the sign boys, them long term yeah boys are flying high after the game on wednesday so you think that it would carry over and it doesn't of course it doesn't they're um, playing nashville man yeah it went back to suban again do you do you think that was the right move I mean, they. I think they just thought that, like, hey, he got the win the day before. Like, he didn't play bad in in that game. It was like just like the previous game. He got left hanging out to dry. He just got goal support. And <laughs> I mean, you kind of just going with whoever's getting the wins. No, that's fair. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was like maybe one of those things like you would want to. Give Lincoln in the shot back after that performance on Monday, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was a tight first period. Then Marshall scores two in the second. Johansson and Kunin. So Kunin scored three straight games against the Hawks. Uh, Eric Hula scored. Hala. Hala. Whatever. I don't give a shit anymore. Hala. Gives us uh, scores in the third. Vinny Hinnestroza scores his second back to back games. Um, it was like one of those goals too that it crossed. It was like one that snuck through the goal, slowly went over the goal line. They had to review it. I'm like, that was in like the momentum was the Hawks' way, and then I think having to do the review to confirm it kind of killed the momentum swing that was probably going to go the Hawks' way a little bit because after that, uh, Nashville just shut them down and didn't let anything to the net. Um, not even nothing close. Um, so they dropped that game three to one. Nashville finishes the season 7-0-1 against the Hawks, which if you're trying to beat them in the playoffs to make them in the playoffs, that's uh, it's probably not the strategy you want. No, that's a anti-strat. 
<laughs> um, fucking, I wonder how different it would be if the Hawks or if the city of Chicago and the governor allowed fans at the United Center at all. Because the Hawks are the only team in the NHL in, in America that doesn't have plans to or doesn't already allow fans. I mean, Lightfoot said before the game on Wednesday, one day this week, that she doesn't see a reason why there can't be fans at the, for the Bulls and Hawks by the end of their season. And I was like, oh, oh awesome. Okay. And then I looked, and there's like three games, games left. left. Yeah. But like how many are at home, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I don't know. That's – and that kind of goes to something too kind of with um, what we're going to talk about when we get to NHL talk with uh, Robin Lehner about um, – kind of what he was talking about but so the hots have two three five more so five of their eight are at home okay yeah oh yeah yeah, the only the only road games coming up are carolina yeah so i mean yeah i mean it does i know people's like some people don't buy that, but I, I totally think that does play a huge difference having that crowd behind you and then just have that rather like, than just like crowd audio that's like pumped into the stadium that's like, oh yeah. Like, like it's you know how delayed and shit, you know, because they can't really tell what just happened. I mean, we've both been to games at the United Center with sold out crowds where like a big goal happens and it just goes fucking nuts. Yeah. Like it, it may, and then like even I know we we've never played professional hockey, but playing just like when I was playing high school, we would have like packed games and scoring a goal and hearing the fans like you know going crazy. Like it was like fuck yeah, let's go, let's let's do that again, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it, it. It does play a big part of it, and yeah, I mean that definitely possibly hurt it hurt them a lot this year. Yeah, it's. It's horseshit, but whatever. <laughs> so with that, the Hawks are five points back of the last playoff spot. They are three points behind Dallas for that fifth spot. Um, the quick look at the schedule. They got Tampa on Tuesday, Florida, Thursday, Saturday, Carolina, May 3rd, 4th. Is it May 4th? That's not three in a row like that, is it? No, what? the third, fourth, and sixth. Yeah, third, fourth, and sixth. And then they wrap things up against Dallas. Um the ninth and the tenth, and we're pretty much in agreement agreements here that unless the only way that there's really a shot that the Hawks have is if Nashville and Dallas forget how to play hockey. Yep, and the Hawks win everything. Went <laughs> out. Um, we looked at the schedules before. I'm not going to do it again. Nashville is got Nashville like, has the easiest schedule yeah. of the three teams to end Dallas, the season. Dallas, I think, has the hardest. Um, Dallas and us have like the same schedule. There, we're both playing Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and then we finish the season against each other. They got Columbus too. Oh, do they? Re- oh, I mean, that's not that bad. Yeah. So Columbus also just <laughs> everybody thinks Detroit and us are going to be the last place team. Guess what? Columbus was like, nah, homie. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a huge shocker. I I had them. I had them more in like the position the Hawks were in them like fighting for that last playoff spot. Yeah, I had them around like five. Yeah. So I figured Tampa would be in it. Florida would be like floating around there and Carolina would be in it and Dallas too. Yeah. 
yeah. So I think what the Hawks are going to be able to do is, I mean, play, just play your young guys, get them as much ice time as possible against these really good teams. And then fucking just try and murder Dallas. Just try and keep Dallas from making a playoff spot. <laughs> just, yeah, that'd be hilarious. I mean, it'd be shitty to help Nashville, but I I love just like playing spoilers for like. Oh, yes. Yeah, playing spoilers is so much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. It sucks that this is how it's going to go down because it's it felt all year like, you know, this team could surprise a lot of players. I mean, granted, this team did still surprise a lot of people. Nobody expected yeah. this. I did not expect this at all. I expected them. Expectations low, baby. Yeah. Like you, Tanner, you you broke you broke the code. You <laughs> So it's been, I mean, a very exciting season just to see all like the the breakout guys that we have. Like yeah, it's like our time getting getting these young guys in size time has been fantastic. It's been a great preview of what this team's going to be looking like in a couple of years. Because let's be honest, I mean they're going to be playing for a little bit longer, so they're still young. But Kane's not getting younger. Um, yeah, Taves isn't getting younger. Keith is definitely not getting younger. Like we're going to need to start seeing the next core develop and come up and and be a part of this of this team and this year has been a, a nice like before the season I, I was worried because I was like where is this team going in three four five six years this has been a great breather like it was like oh, okay not bad we are gonna be gonna be doing okay we got like it's gonna be Good developments. Like, yeah. We're adding, we're adding pieces at the deadline. We're getting draft picks to hopefully add some more pieces to this. I think they're in a great position. And once we get full team, full healthy, full season, I think the team's on the right path. Yeah. I mean, they definitely like surprised a lot of people this year, which has been good because the last couple seasons have been just dog shit. Um, let me ask you this real quick because I was just thinking about it because of Nashville. I was on the the Catfish podcast, which is the Nashville Predators podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network on Thursday, and they asked us where we saw the uh, the rivalry between Nashville and and Chicago. Yeah. I call them a third tier rival. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, because it goes. I think at this point it's like St. Louis is one. I think Detroit's always going to be like one or two. Yeah. And then I think it's Nashville, Minnesota. Cause I just love to, to beat Minnesota. And they fucking love that. They're like, Oh, that's an honor to be called a third tier rival to, uh, to a storied franchise. I was like, I was like, damn it. Why are you guys so cool? Like, yeah. <laughs> like damn it. Like- well, like, we, we fucking play Nashville so goddamn much. Yeah. I mean, it also naturally used to just be our second home <laughs> because yeah. there'd be so many Chicago fans that would just travel there and n- like Nashville fans would not show up. I mean, they made a rule that you have to have a Nash, a Tennessee ID. To get yeah. Tickets. Yeah. It's like you can't have a Chicago license or some shit. It's weird. But yeah. So you got anything else on the, on this last week or this upcoming week? I mean, I just want to keep the like good hockey going. That's all. 
I mean, I don't want them to like be like, fuck, man, like we haven't made, that's, we're not in the playoffs. And then just like watch dog shit hockey yeah. and like have them get murdered every game. It sucked too because we were like expecting, we were, we said last week, last episode that this entire week was going to feel like playoff hockey. Yeah. And the only game that felt like that was the third period of the Wednesday game. I mean, it kind of really reminds me of the last time we were in the playoffs and Nashville swept us. So that's great. That's fair. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Oh, man. So um, also then on Tuesday, on Wednesday, um, Darren Dreger was talking and said that expectations on Jonathan Taze or his condition is getting much better. Um, he's out for the rest of this season, but if things continue to progress at the way are, he should be back next year, which kind of goes in line with what I've heard about what's going on with him. Um, it's just great news. Just great to yeah. hear that he's doing okay. Um, I still, I, and every time he gets brought up like stuff like this, people are like, just tell us what it is. Like what's going on with him. It's like, I'm still in like the, the camp of it's nobody's business. It's his medical yeah. history. It's, if he wants to talk about it, he can talk about it, but there's no reason for him to have to disclose that to us. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, it's 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 a private matter, you know. Like, yeah. And, I understand when it's like something like an injury and people are like, Oh, like I want to know what the injury is just to like get like a timetable, but it's like if it's an illness, like it's just this yeah, I just and the people speculating what it could be, um, like the stupid rumor about him having als um there's been like someone's i saw somebody trying to say that it's like an opioid addiction and jesus christ yeah i'm like people are just making shit up yeah like that's how the worst yeah it's like just let him be um so yeah that was good news there and right before we attempted to record the first time it broke that uh, Riley Stillman signed a three-year extension with the hawks for an average hit of 1.35 million per year yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's. A I think goal. he's been. I think he's been pretty decent. Um, I think there's room to grow, but he shows like good signs of like good decision making. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, that's a low risk, high reward type of deal right there. Um, that's that's definitely a prove it deal. Um, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, he, I think he'll be 27 by the end of the deal. So he'll be a UFA at the end of it. No, he'll be 26. So he still might be a UFA. Oh, no. No, because it starts next year. year. Yeah, you're right. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Good Uh, shit. Yeah, you got anything else for Hawkstock? No, I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough road to the end of the season. So. Let's just, I don't know, get some wins. <laughs> like the teams that we're playing, I'll have 31 dubs. And then, oh, yeah, I forgot. We mentioned before, I mentioned before with Dallas, like when you look at their record, you're like, oh, fuck, how are they like in fifth with only 20 wins? And you look at them, they have 12 fucking OT losses. <laughs> and but that's what like, you have to do, man, especially in these shortened seasons. Like yeah. you have to just get that extra, that point. Like you push it to overtime. Like look at like, Look the difference it makes. Yeah, like if you can lose, if any game you lose just happens to be an OT, then you're you're gonna be good for, for like that kinda, season. That kind of happened with us in 2013. Like 
we went on that ridiculous win streak, it was we were winning, and then when we were losing, it was overtime losses. Like, yeah, I think there was only like two or three though. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, we were pushing it through. I think through that whole season though, it was like we were pushing a lot of games overtime, which yeah, made a difference. But absolutely, I mean, if you if your team was to lose every game in OTE, I mean, you'd have an eighty-two point season. <laughs> that's that's not bad. Yeah. You so, win a couple games here and there, maybe you end up with like 94 points. And that would that, <laughs> like that'd be crazy. Well, yeah, man, fuck. I wish that they, they would lose some in regulation and then we could be closer to a playoff spot, but that's not the that's not uh, what's happening. We'd still, be, we'd still be five points behind Nashville, but yeah, but I wouldn't feel as bad <laughs> being in sixth place. Yeah, how many of those though did we how many did we beat? Dallas, I think those games going over time. Oh, I don't know. One, two. Yeah, I I just want to – I just think it would be really great to be like last game of the season, Dallas needs like a point. Yeah, and we just shut them out. And we go about to go into like OT and we just pull our goalie and get a goal. (laughs) Just to keep them out. That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm just hoping, like, I just hope they don't roll over the rest of this way. Like, yeah, that's that's really like, all. Oh, none of our games against Dallas went to overtime. Oh. oh, no, one did. Two did. There you go. Okay, so you're, so you're wrong. Right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I was wrong. You're Sounds smart. Good. I'm dumb. Perfect. Um, yeah, so all right, I'll switch over to NHL talk real quick. Uh, well, since we're talking about playoffs, uh, we have three teams that have clinched playoff spots so far. Uh, Vegas Golden Knight have gone four in a row, and that's actually all four seasons in their franchise history they have made the playoffs. They uh, don't know what it's like to not be in the playoffs. Yeah. Spoiled fans. <laughs> Colorado has made their fourth consecutive uh, playoff appearance by clinching this year, and then Minnesota clinched last night or Saturday night, and they are – that's eight out of their last nine seasons they have made the playoffs. They've been, like, sneaky good this year. Like, you don't hear a lot, except for, I guess, you hear about, like, Kaprizov. Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're, he's, like, the whole reason. <laughs> like that, oh, yeah. Under, from just not really paying attention and seeing that they're winning and hearing about Kaprizov, he's apparently their whole team. That's all I, that's all I can figure out. Yeah, he like, scored his 22nd last night. Kids putting up like he the kid's good and he had a great goal against uh LA just absolutely walk I forgot what defenseman was but just the nice little between the legs like how you doing walk around and just oh, buries yeah. it it yeah. was filthy the kid's good and it's like we were talking about how we always talk about Minnesota like what are they they're like they're just a boring hockey team and he's giving Minnesota mild yeah, they're giving him some a little flash, and it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how they develop um, over the next couple seasons. Yeah, Gabrick 2.0. Yeah. Um, Detroit, Columbus, New Jersey, I think are the only teams that have been eliminated from Buffalo's. Oh, and Buffalo, yeah. So uh, Ottawa probably happens soon. Ottawa's got to be soon. I saw this one thing like last week I forgot to mention, but when Detroit was in last in our division, all of the division like last place teams 
were the teams that were in the final four in like 2007. Jesus. Because it was Ottawa versus Buffalo and it was Anaheim versus Detroit. And it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, Anaheim's, Anaheim's got to be eliminated soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Phil, oh man, Philadelphia. What are you I, it's, I, I think it's just hilarious to me that like the three teams that are <laughs> the three teams that are in the playoffs are all in the one division. Yeah, um, that's stupid. I'm surprised too. Like, it's unreal how close like entertaining these divisions have actually been. Like the the East division: Washington, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders. Are and Boston, it's a six point difference between first and fourth. Yeah, I just I really hope that New York can somehow like come back and just knock Boston out. Philly's been such a disappointment oh, this year. Such a disappointment. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's great that uh St. Louis is not in a playoff spot right now, but they have a few games in hand. Ooh, let's look at St. Louis's schedule. Oh, they just beat Colorado. What is with the fucking sirens? Jesus Christ. Chicago. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Um, there's... <laughs> I was like, is it right outside my apartment? I don't think so. They have Colorado, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, Anaheim, Vegas, LA, and they finish in Minnesota. They can They cannot make a playoff spot. That'd be great. I mean, yeah, it's a tough schedule. Like, Anaheim's only easy games, and I don't think they played well against LA was, Anaheim, yeah. really. Kind of easy, I think, too. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. St. Louis hasn't been that good this year, and like, there's times where I was paying attention to like LA and Anaheim, and LA had like shut them out like twice. <laughs> it's like, damn. Yeah, LA, like that. LA, I mean, they're looking at what the record is. They're 17, 12, uh, 22, and 6. That's a lot better than I thought they were going to be this year. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, and then North Division, uh, Toronto's pretty much running away with it. Yeah, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, like Winnipeg and Toronto were much more neck and neck. They just swept. Uh, Winnipeg and they're back to back with them and Winnipeg's on a three game losing streak now. Speaking of uh, the North division, Vancouver started back up and they got their fucking brutal schedule like going forward, but so far they're three and one. Back to back wins against Toronto. Yeah. So funny. And the best is the, the little meme like win. They got their 69th franchise win against the Leafs on 420 <laughs> in a game that consisted of a combined total of 69 shots. <laughs> Too cool, man. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> so fucking funny. I just love two people like like who's the one that discovered that? Like, like, are you sitting there like just looking up like, oh, cool 420 stuff and Somehow you discover that. I don't, yeah, I mean, somebody out there was just like, yo, check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
some other cool stats that happened. Um, so Crosby got his 55th point on Saturday night. So that would guarantee him his 16th consecutive season with a point per game average. He is now um, one year, one season behind Gordy Howe for the second most of that streak. And he is three behind Gretzky for the most. So yeah. you're, you were kind of bringing this up. We were talking about this before we were recording. Um, that that also includes the years that he had shortened seasons. And I said, yeah, so maybe there should be an asterisk on that. But you brought up a great point that the like, years. He was dominating those years. <laughs> like Those would have been for sure like 100-point seasons, though. Like the, the one thing that's disappointing about those shortened seasons is the fact that like can you imagine how many more points Crosby would have if he didn't have those concussion issues and, and like how different of a player he's been since he came back. Like he was crazy fucking good and then came back and was just like crazy good. It's kinda, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to think with him that it's like when it's all sudden done for him, he's going to be known as one of the most dominant players in the game's history. And he's also going to be known as probably the one player that kind of got cheated yeah. the most for his career because, yeah, those the amount of time he missed because of concussions, holy shit. Like, yeah, it's it sucks because you don't want to see that happen to any of your star players. If the NHL needs anything, they need their stars players to, to, to do good. They need somebody – I don't think he would have been in the conversation of Gretzky for points, but look how great it is here in Ovechkin. Like, oh man, look how yeah. close he is to goals. Like, just having like Crosby, like, oh, can Crosby somehow find a way to like you know do points or you know like? Well, if if Crosby would have been like on the road to like second in points, like that would be fucking amazing too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, look how great it's been for Patrick Marlowe passing Gordy Howe with games played, like. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But real quick, okay. there's also Crosby set the Pittsburgh record for 20 plus goal seasons for 13 seasons, and Mario Lemieux only had 12, and uh, Malkin has 12 as well. So a little franchise record there as well on that on the goal that he had last night. Yeah, yeah, I think it, so. It was the goal that he had that was. The point per game and 20 goal seasons which is pretty cool um and then yeah how about those patrick marlowe fucking gloves that oh, that had the the old toronto maple leaf logo on it that he never wore and then it also said like congratulations or whatever like most games played 168th nhl games 170 68th. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't think of what the number is. 17. Yeah. So what did I say? 168th. Yeah. 17,678th, not 17,000. Yeah. Fuck, man. I can't do numbers right now. <laughs> I can't say names. You can't do math right now. We're good. That's so dumb. Yeah, but it was just, well, because I'm trying to say like this dumb fucking way. Yeah, that they
1768th game or 1768 NHL games like not both not both you can't combine them it's not that's not how the language works god yeah that's just so who did those CCM yeah I think so fucked up CCM that's why you're trash Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, that was cool for him. And then the whole thing with um, they were doing like messages from like you know former teammates and all that. And Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews were doing a video, you know, saying congratulations and all that. And as they're doing it, you see in the background, like in a little room, there's like a hockey stick sticking out, and I'm like, like what's that gonna be? And then all of a sudden, like, they finish up their message, and Jumbo Joe Thornton just walks through. And they censored up like he was naked, like underneath there. And he's just like staring at the camera. It was so funny. I love it. Um, but yeah, so another big thing that happened this week, and we're going to wrap it up on this. Um, Robin Lehner, who everybody knows his story about mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um had a 11 minute press conference, just kind of roasting the NHL about going back on promises that they allegedly made. Now it's still, I don't know. It's weird because so before, yeah. So let's see what he talked about first. Um, So here I have a little bit of what he said, just basically talking about that the leagues in short said, if once, Teams get fully vaccinated. Players will be able to, they'll loosen up the restrictions on what the players can do. Like they would be able to, you know, go out, do more different things. Like, cause it's like right now it's like, you essentially have to go to the rink and go home, go to like, you know, go to the airport, go to the hotel, go to certain restaurants, like one restaurant you can go to. It's, it's very, it's very tough on the players. Like they can't do much. Right. Um, you're stuck doing a, like a set schedule for yeah. ev- all day, every day. Yeah. So Laner talked about, so here at some point you're going to start looking at the mental health, the people around us, not just the NHL, but everyone in society and see how can we start getting back to normalcy? Because the problem is going to, is going to be huge, but lying to us about things changing to kind of force us to take the vaccine unacceptable. And now that we've taken the vaccine to have the excuses saying, now nah, we're not changing because a competitive advantage is outrageous. Um, so he went on to clarify like on Twitter that basically like he's just a frustrated like most people are in the world. Everything didn't come out the way that he wanted to in that press conference. But his point the main point was that they need to start taking the mental health seriously um, in the situation as a huge impact on everyone's society. Um, but to put competitive edge before the well-being of people's lives is wrong. As I said, people are struggling with many different things mentally, and we need to consider that as well. Then being lied to makes it worse. I love hockey, and the league has done a lot of good things. Um, he got some flack because he kind of compared to their situation as being in prison. Um, yeah. Which he he came back and he apologized for. Yeah. Um, but then the other night... So the NHL, after this happened, he came out and said, the NHL said that this isn't true. They never made promises, blah, blah, blah. He came out on the 23rd, which was Friday, and an email that he received that was confirmed that the Vegas players received this email from the league. And it's weird because it's got the NBA and NBA Players Association logo on it, um, basically saying like changes that are coming once you're vaccinated. 
Oh, weird. So he was like, and he tweets this out, this screenshot of this email and just saying, yeah, I just make things up, I guess. And basically it was saying that no quarantine following exposure to COVID-19. You're allowed to have visitors, no daily uh, point of con- uh, point of care testing and no testing on a day off. You can start doing like in-person sponsorship or marketing events again. Um, you can dine outdoors at restaurants and you can go visit your own personal health staff. Um, once teams are fully vaccinated, no pre- no mask are required at practice facilities. On the road, you can have a more flexible to leave the team hotel. Um, everybody can have food uh, served on team flights because so now wait, you said that this was had the NBA logo yeah, on it. Yeah, why did it have the NBA logo? I don't because I don't know. That's what's the weird thing about it. So this is what the, the Vegas players were sent. And it's got the NBA stuff. So people are saying if the NHL sent this, maybe they sent it as a like, oh, well, if it gets out, no, 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 that's the NBA. We never, we don't have, that's not our, our thing. Um, but yeah, the meals are served on flights again because now they can only do like X amount of players can eat at a time on the flight. They have to like, it's like a schedule. That's so dumb. Yeah. Um, in-person team meetings are, would be allowed again. And dining indoors, outdoors, or restaurants would be allowed as a team. And tasks can be done earlier in the day before 5 p.m. So it's just, it's what I love about Laner is that he calls the bullshit out, especially with this like mental health stuff. And yeah. I, I absolutely love him for now. Now it's basically though a game of like he said, he said, he said type of thing. Like, like what is the truth behind all this? But it's like something does have to change for these players. Like, Especially if there was a promise with the vaccine, if you get the vaccine and it's like, just just do it. There's no competitive advantage. Like, yeah, like I don't. Competitive advantage is like not having mental stress of like being stuck inside. Like, yeah, like I don't understand how that's even a valid. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the the fans in the stands. Where's the competitive advantage there? With you know the Hawks have no fans at home, and then when they go on the road, they have to you know, play in front of fans of the other team. Yeah. I there's mean, two different things, mental health and fans in the stands, but it's like, what's there's really like, really what's the difference there? Yeah. The, if you're talking about competitive advantage, like I, <laughs> it should be, if you, if your whole team is vaccinated, then yeah, you should get the competitive advantage because you did the right thing. Yeah. Like there's an incentive to doing that. Like, and then you, I don't know. Just take that away when I don't, it's that just seems ridiculous. It just, yeah, it just kind of goes to the whole thing too with this whole COVID like situation in general, where it's like in the long run, yeah, a lot of these people are doing this for the right reasons, but at the same time, it's like it doesn't make sense. Some of the things they're doing, like Ontario just essentially closed down again completely. They just had to cancel the uh, women's world, world championship because Nova Scotia um, and their like Providence, they, they're, they said pretty much no, it's not happening because of it because of COVID protocol, which is weird. They were saying like Kendall Coyne put a whole art like whole post about it that too, saying like it doesn't make sense because they followed the rules that were set out in front of them. Every single person, every country that came into Canada for the for those tests or whatever coming in tested negative. Everything was clear and all that kind of stuff. So they don't understand. So now their whole tournament got canceled Jesus. because of like 
Ontario, Nova Scotia. I don't know if they're in Ontario, but Nova Scotia just changing their um, their protocol. Hmm. So That's weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. I wonder if they could hold the tournament anywhere else. Um, I saw Dallas was they were looking into moving to Dallas. Okay. But I don't know if that is a realistic thing. If there's enough time to actually do it, if they would push it towards like maybe later in the summer or whatnot. But because they moved, they moved the men's U18 World Championship down to Dallas, and that kicks off I think tomorrow or today as this oh. is posted. Cool. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Laner always. It's funny because he looks like. He looks like the crazy mad conspiracy type guy when you see him because he's just got the bomb beard, the crazy hair and all that. But he always has good points. And the fact that there is an advocate that's so vocal and makes his presence known for mental health. I mean, I love that. I think more players need to step up and kind of advocate mental health because, I mean, that's it's a huge issue that still has this really bad stigma to it that if you have mental health issues, you know, you're you're, you're a broken person or you you're, there's something wrong with you type of thing when it's like, it's just like any other, any other thing in life. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, there's something going on, but you still need the support. You still need the the help and all that kind of stuff. And you just got to ask for it. I agree. So, but yeah, uh, sorry. It was like weird. I just had it. We had to talk about that with Laner. Um, anything you want to talk about real quick, maybe not. And then such like a downer thing. Uh, no, dude. That's okay, so we're ending on Um, I don't know. No, because there's not really much else that I can think of uh, league-wide that has changed. I mean, I don't know. We got, we got playoffs coming up soon, man. Playoffs coming up, yeah. Um, couple weeks. We got that going on. Um, I want to see. I thought somebody sent me a writing pine. We're almost in May already, so it's Last like two and a half weeks of hockey or something like that. When yeah. does this, when Ooh, does the season do end officially? Season ends, I think, the tenth, which is a Monday. The nineteenth. That's a, oh, I guess with everything changing because of uh Vancouver. Yeah, that makes more sense now. So it got pushed back a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at the little schedule and it says like. There's one game the 14th, one game the 15th, one the 16th, one the 18th, and one the 19th. Which is hilarious, too. Like, I wonder if it gets to a point where playoff spots are confirmed, uh, clinched, and all that kind of stuff, if they end just canceling those games. Uh, I I don't know, because if it has, like, any kind of ramifications on, like, the standings of those clinched spots. Does it say who's got those games? Well, it's Vancouver and Calgary are like the last few. So maybe if Those Calgary games. is out of it and Vancouver is out of it, then they just go fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the last three games of the year: Vancouver, Calgary, which literally would have nothing to do. What if they play those games where they also have playoff games going on at the same time? Yeah, just <laughs> you guys can just keep playing amongst yourselves. <laughs> we'll play the meaningful hockey over here. Yeah, the 15th and the 14th might be the only ones that really matter because those are – well, they're all TBD, TBD time, so maybe they might cancel them. Oh. They might just be waiting to see if they have any 
any like push on the yeah, yeah significance. That makes sense. I think by that point, you know, it's going to be fairly close. The, so the 13th is technically the end of the season. No, the 14th, it has a time oh, for okay. Toronto. Win- oh, wait, that's Toronto-Winnipeg, so never mind. All the Vancouver games are all TBD. 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 All right, well, interesting. So hopefully uh, we'll do that. I had a very good episode coming up. Very excited for it, one we've been working on for a while. Um, so that'll be fun. You will uh, make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that to see when that's going to drop and why it's so exciting um, at WCB Podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Leave a review. Check out the Hockey Podcast Network. Go to DraftKings. Lose some money hash, uh, with the <laughs> promo code THPN. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, lose that money. Lose that money. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else, bud? I got nothing. All let's right. Let's go, Hawks. All right. So, what do you want to call this one? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, for Tanner and Jerem, we will uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you later, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.